morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It is time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take your questions. So if you have one of those for us, head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page, leave them in the comment section. That is where I'll be able to find them. As we give people a chance to head on over there and start submitting some of their questions, uh, we are back after the bye week and that means there's actually some news. You know, sometimes it feels like in the bye week, nothing happens, but we yeah. have we have some roster moves. So tell us uh, yeah. tell us about those first. I mean, literally just officially announced right now. In fact, hold on a second, I, I need to tweet it out. <laughs> Forgot to push send on that tweet at 10 o'clock. Uh-oh, look at that. Uh, People get to watch uh, the journalism live in action. There it is. The sausage being made there. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers signed Brashad Perryman and Darren Fells to the practice squad and in order to make space for them, released wide receiver John Hurst and tight end Dion Yelder. Obviously, most Buck fans are going to remember Brashad Perryman from his 2019 season with the Bucks, which is really interesting in that he really didn't play a whole lot or, or contribute a whole lot for the first half of the season, but down the stretch was huge especially after both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin got hurt. And he finished the year with three straight 300-yard games, was just one of the most productive receivers in the whole NFL in December, which got him a nice little one-year contract with the Jets in 2020. And then he started this season in Detroit, ended up in Chicago, but wasn't really playing. He didn't, he didn't get into any games with the Bears. So when he got released and then Darren Fells got released on Monday, it was an opportunity for the Buccaneers to add a couple proven veteran pass catchers to the practice squad. And, and it's kind of important actually to refresh the practice squad from time to time because we've been using those practice squad elevation options to kind of shore up some positions that are injured on game day especially tight end as an example but once you've elevated a guy twice you can't do it anymore unless you have a COVID replacement situation so you know I don't know if this had anything to do with Deion Yeller being replaced by Darren Fells but we couldn't elevate Deion Yelder anymore, but we could do it with Darren Fells. So you kind of, those new rules kind of make the practice squad, uh, you know, a little more fluid in terms of guys that you need to possibly help you on game day. Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, and of course, we knew this was going to be a question that we were asked. And I really enjoy the way that it's been asked multiple times. And it was asked like this on Coffee with Carmen and Casey this morning. It's OBJ question mark. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that OBJ is probably going to look for a place where he would be more like the one or the two. And I don't think that's necessarily the case here. Uh, as I've been saying for the last like year, after what Jason Light and Bruce Arians did last year, it's hard to completely say no way that's not going to happen with anybody. But it doesn't seem likely that we're his destination, I don't think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, and of course, we had a bunch of different questions about injury updates, whether it's Antonio Brown and then Scotty Miller and Sean Murphy Bunting returning to practice when they might be ready, uh, Gronk and what we know about him. So just in Richard Sherman, all those different people, we were all hoping, I think, that the bye week would be something that would mean we had some more answers, some more people coming back after that. So what do we know at this point? I think we will have some more answers maybe by the end of the day or by tomorrow. The, the thing about this week is because you came back from the bye week and the players had six days off, they, they could actually practice on Monday and Tuesday, which they did, but you don't have to put out an injury report because those are like bonus practices. You don't really have to do one until Wednesday. So Coach Arian spoke with the media on Monday and gave us some information, but there wasn't anything like official to back it up. So uh, it, it's a little, we're still in wait and see mode with a lot of these guys. I do think you can be very optimistic about Scotty and Sean Murphy bunting 
And as we said last week, because they were actually designated to return and open their 21 day window to practice in the bye week when all they could really do was kind of simulate practice against each other. But that to me tells me they're sooner than later in that window to come back because otherwise you would have waited till this Monday to activate them. Uh, Richard Sherman also coach said he should be ready to roll. So he should be available this coming game. The, the question marks really are still, and Carlton Davis is not that close yet to coming back, but the question marks mainly are Antonio Brown, who is still in a walking boot, at least as of Monday. So that's not very positive in terms of playing this weekend. And Gronkowski, who frankly, Coach Arian said, you still have to worry about whether he'll be ready or not on Sunday. So that has become a more of a complicated issue, obviously. And uh, we desperately want to see him back in the lineup. But again, I think the signing of Darren Fells is another sign that the Bucks aren't sure that Gronk will be ready to go this Sunday. Okay, and then we also wanted to know um, just some updates overall of the mindset going into this bye week. I know that, um, you know, coming off a loss is, is always tough right before the bye week. I know the guys tend to want to just get right back out there to be able to put that behind them. Um, but it's, it's almost exactly at that midway point here. Uh, what have you heard from just some of the different press conferences this week or media appearances from guys of uh, what their mindset is going into this next week? I think that the defense is putting it on itself to go up a level after the bye week, you know, the offense, we are leading the league. The Buccaneers are leading the league in scoring. So I don't know how much more you can ask of the offense, especially with a couple guys out. But the defense, I believe, while it has been very good at times, I think they believe they can do a lot more. And so uh, Levante David spoke to the media on Monday, which is good because he's a team captain. He's a good voice for the whole defense. And he talked about how he had a meeting, a one-on-one -on -one discussion with Devin White, talking about continuing to play with passion and continuing to have fun out there, but trying to eliminate these negative penalties that we saw in, in New Orleans. So he talked to all the media about that, but then he was kind enough to come on our Salty Dogs podcast yesterday, which is now up. So please give it a listen with Jeff Ryan and I. And he talked about that, but he also told us, which he hadn't revealed to the media, that the defense got together in a players-only meeting and they had a meeting and they discussed a lot about uh, you know, what is expected of each player, what their jobs are, what everybody should be doing and where this defense should go in the second half. Um, again, go, please give a listen to it in Salty Dogs because it's, it's a lot of good words, a lot of encouraging stuff from Levante David, who is probably the best possible voice to speak for this defense. Yeah, that's so true. I can't wait to throw a listen to that. Um, Richard wanted to know, what are your thoughts on Devin White's play this season? He does not have the stats that we maybe thought he would have overall. So I think we've, we've definitely talked about how with certain guys like Vita, you know, stats are not telling the whole picture. So looking at the stats, looking at the things that aren't stats that Devin brings overall, what would you say first half of the season, your impressions are of his game? After that postseason experience with him, when he just really emerged as a full-blown star and just big plays every game all over the field, I, I can understand we probably, I know I expected by this point in the season, he'd have a handful of those big plays. He'd have three or four sacks and some turnovers and fumble recoveries and so on. And uh, it hasn't happened as of yet. And some of that, you know, is just the vagaries of the game. You, you just don't get interception opportunities sometimes. And sometimes you, some of it though, as the coaches, as coach Arians has said, as coach Bowles has said, they're asking him, they've been asking him to do some different things and, and he's done a good job at what they've asked him to do. They're just not things that show up quite as much in the uh, in the stat page. I will say, if you look at the Bucks' quarterback pressures, I believe he's second on the team. So we still have seen him 
he's so good at that delayed rush when the running back doesn't go out and he stays in to protect and, and Devin decides, okay, that means I'm going after the quarterback and he, he accelerates and gets in there so quickly. He's had a lot of pressures. He just hasn't gotten the sacks and that's true for a couple of our guys. So I don't, I do think we could have expected a few more big plays from him. I think the role he has been playing has limited that to some extent, but I would suspect that in the second half, we're going to see the Devin white that we saw in the playoffs last year. Okay, and Mike had asked, will we see more of Cyril Grayson moving forward, considering well, what we saw in the Saints game? Yeah, um, that's a little tricky at the moment because we've now used his two practice squad elevation options and he's on the practice squad. So for that to happen, he would have to be actually signed to the active roster. And that's a little hard to figure out right now, especially with Scotty Miller potentially coming back. You have to find a spot for him. So finding spots for two more receivers at this moment would be a little difficult. So I'm not saying we've seen the last of Cyril Grayson. I'm just not sure that right now is the time for him to get another shot. Okay. Um, and Mark had asked, uh, did the Saints game remind you of the Bears game last year? Uh, and I, for people who don't remember, you can also kind of give us an idea of why that might be the case, some of the similarities and, and what that can mean about where the team is at. Well, the number one similarity from between those two games, and it was voiced by multiple players and coaches, is that in both instances, the Buccaneers believed that they beat themselves. Bruce Arians went on his radio show after that game and said the Rams loss and the Saints loss felt very different. And those are the Bucs only two losses, obviously, because they felt like they got beat by the Rams. The Rams were the reason they lost. They outplayed them. Whereas the Buccaneers feel, and this is no disrespect for the Saints, and I'm sure the Saints, as they should, believe they were the reason that they won that game. And that's fine. But the Buccaneers feeling is that they beat themselves in that game and they should have won that game without all of the critical errors that they made. And the same thing happened in Chicago and specifically in those two games, tons and tons of penalties. And after those games, after the Chicago game last year, the Buccaneers completely fixed their penalty problem. We're the least penalized team through the rest of the season. So we can only hope that it's the same impetus this year, but it's just, you can't count on it because obviously this has already been an ongoing problem. And it's not as if the Buccaneers weren't talking about it every week. Bruce says they talk about it every week. So hopefully it can get fixed again. But yes, those two games were very parallel in the ways they felt after they were done. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for those amazing questions. We will be back here next Wednesday, same time, same place. So we'll see you then. (laughs) 